and welcome to here's a Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will try to guide you through the good, the bad, and what in the actual fuck. I'm here to walk you through a movie and tell you its good points, its bad points, and its just trash, ridiculous points. Also here to sprinkle in some bits and pieces of trivia as I find fit. Now that's a new intro for my little listeners, if you like it. Give us a, a note, see you like it. If not, I might go back to the, the old one. But this is a new year, so this is a new podcast. Kinda. <laughs> a new intro anyway, at least. Now, as with always, each and every month, there's a thing. And as it's January, I thought I would do Spy Uari, which is my look at the Matt Damon, Jason Bourne movies. Since he and another certain super spy with the same initials, JB, has a anniversary this year, I thought I would do Born as a Recovered Bond. Now, I have never read these books that the films are based on, but I have heard Robert Ludlum into great details about these, um, the spy genre in these books, so there we have that one. Also, these movies, some say these movies rather, uh, were the downfall of action movies as this introduced the world to quick cut edits. I read somewhere that this movie has 1500 quick cuts in it. What the fuck? Quick cuts rather. Hmm. I will say when this hit, the entire action slash spy genre was changed forever. James Bond went from martini drinking, smirking, eyebrow raising ladies man to a hard-as-nails guy getting his balls smashed in by Le Chiffre. Anyway, let's not talk about Bond, let's talk about Bourne. With its $60 million budget, this thing pulled in $214 million. Starring Matt Damon, Franca Pretenti, I pronounce her name, Brian Cox, Clive Owen and Joyer Styles are the plot. When a young man is found floating in the ocean, he's rescued by fishermen. He has no memory of who he is or what his name is. A doctor helps him with his injuries and digs out a microchip and sends this John Doe on an adventure to find out who he truly is. Along the way, he finds out he has certain skills. His name is Jason Bourne and he is wanted by the CIA and he has multiple assassins on his tail. However, he gets help from a young woman to escape from the CIA and indeed the assassins, the two then fall in love. His past soon catch up with them as he must take on multiple assassins and indeed multiple snipers. Can he figure out who he is? Will the CIA let him live in peace? I find out here. That was a bad bloody plot. Somebody, Jesus, jinkies. So, as with everything in a bloody well modern world, the internet exploded when they found out skinny, pretty boy Matt Damon was cast as the no-nonsense Jason Bourne. Even he thought he was too young for the role. He saw Bourne as more of a James Bond type in his late 30s to early 40s. And Brad Pitt was even offered a role, but he turned it down to do his own shitty little spy movie. What was that called again? Mr. Misty's? Mm. Anyway, moving on. It is stated in special features that Damon did most of his own stunts and indeed fight scenes. So with that, let's just dive into this thing. It was up on a young man, Jason Bourne, played by Matt Damon, floating in the sea and is rescued by a fisher boat as up pops the titles. Then on board, a doctor digs out the bullets in his back and patches them up and then removes a small microchip thing in his upper thigh. The microchip has a location of a bank account in Zurich 
and indeed to the pint details and such and such. Born comes to and attacks the doctor, but he's too injured slash weak, so collapses in his arms and wakes up days later. Meanwhile, in a CIA office, Kronk Klein, played by Chris Cooper, is told by an underling the mission was a failure, as days later is back to Bourne on the fishing boat helping with the fish. Yeah, because you find a guy floating in the sea half dead with two boats in the back with a super secret microchip buried in his hip, if not upper thigh, and has no no idea who the hell he is. But yeah, sure mate, make him fish for his keep. Don't call the bloody lifeguard and anyone to take this guy back to fucking shore. Just let him work for you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, cut to a montage of Bourne doing pull-ups, figuring out he can speak multiple languages, and he has multiple different skills. He then complains to the doctor that he doesn't know who he is, but he knows how to tie the perfect knot, how to read sea charts and maps, etc, etc, and he knows multiple different languages. He doesn't know who the hell he is, and it's been over two weeks. Wow, two weeks and you haven't sent him ashore yet? Just how long do these guys fucking fish for? Thank the lord. Anyway, next day he's dumped at a bay, handed cash, and wished good luck. Well, thanks for that one, you fucking assholes. With that, he takes a train to Zurich. Now in Zurich, with no money, no contacts, and no memory, he spends the night on a park bench. This gets him police attention, but not to worry, he kicks their ass and completely knocks them out and then runs for it. Um, okay then, and by the way, this is all quick cuts and such, moving on. So yeah, a super spy, but for years and years of training, and he sleeps out in the open. Super spy my ass. Also, he beats up these cops and leaves these guys for dead for doing their job because they're, they're told to get rid of the bums off the streets. I mean, crazy. And he leaves them completely knocked out in the snow to freeze to death. What a complete dickhead this Jason Bond guy is. Anyway, cut to a smoky room. I think I spoke about that. Rah, explodes at your heart out. With a room full of men in suits watching a warlord ranting about how... He, he wants to be in power and how is he what, what he'll give him what yakish maki blah 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 anyway you know standard bad guy routine mail he's just stroke bait can't he's perfect so in this room is abbott played by brian cox who is told this warlord is writing a tell-all book about the quote agency and if he, they don't help him keep and maintain his power he would release it therefore exposing this agency for the black ops spies that they actually are Cut to Abbott uh, talking to Conklin, Con what's his fucking name, about Trentstone. He, of course, denies this as he denies all knowledge of the Waterlord's claims. Abbott calls his bullshit, demands the truth, so is told, quote, their man is lost in the field after failing to take out the Waterlord. It's been over two weeks. Back to Bourne. Who should be completely and utterly fucking dead? Hello, it's the dead of winter and he's only wearing a thin-ass, a raggedy-looking jumper. I mean, that's all he's wearing, that, and a pair of jeans and a pair of hiking boots, that's all he's fucking wearing. He's going to freeze his arse off and moving on. He finally heads to the bank to check out the account, which, of course, he gets access to even though he has no ID and looks like he's just washed ashore. 
no fuss, no muss, he just gets let into the bloody underground vault. One fingerprint scanner later, and boom, he's in, just like that, Satter bollocks. You can't even access a fucking post office account without having a passport and ID. But no, this is a super secret fucking underground vault. We can get in access to this thing, no problem. One fingerprint fucking scan later, and bang, get in this thing. Hello, fake fingerprints. I mean, Jesus, jinkies. This guy asked for no ID whatsoever. Who the fuck wrote this crap? Oh my god. Moving on. Born finds inside a locked box, a dozen fake IDs, fake passports, guns, and hundreds, if not thousands, of cash. I mean, there's multiple uh, countries' cash here. Also, he found out his name, Jason Bourne. So he cleans out the lockbox and then hightails it out to the US Embassy. Once he finds out the cops are on his ass. Not to worry, however, he flashes the guard at the door, his passport, and boom, he's in! Is that how that one works? There's a queue of about 40 people waiting to get in this embassy. He just flashes his ID and walks right in. God, sit with me here. Lazy writing. Inside, he finds a young woman, Marie, played by Fanka Porten. I think I pronounced her name, arguing with some clerk about how her address is wrong and her ID and she's it changed and blah 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 blah. She's no longer an immigrant, she's a student and this is an acting and yakety schmackety who gives a crap. Born is then acting twitchy, so this gets the attention of the guards and indeed marines. Again, super spy, yet he can't keep his cool and he acts suspicious as fuck. Who in the fuck wrote this? Anyway. He walks out of the crowd, it is spotted and told he's under arrest, so he kicks the ass of a marine and an inept guard. Quick cuts and overheads shots later, we don't see a fucking punch land. Note, these are real marines, and this was indeed the real US Embassy, allegedly. Well, I don't say allegedly, but the marines talk about the actual embassy hmm, in Zurich. Anyway, so now armed, he holds back marines with a handgun. Yeah, no, you just know he'd be... Gun down, face down a pool of his own blood in 30 seconds flat. This is utter dog shit. Oh my god, alarms are set off. More tougher marines are armed to the fucking teeth and out for blood. So Bourne runs through the building, finding an evacuation plan stuck to the wall and takes it with him. He then climbs down the building and escapes. And note, according to Benzine's features, Matt Damon did the last 30 feet of the stunt himself, saying, quote, it was the most grueling thing he had to do, unquote. Oh, anyway, once outside, handily, he finds Marie getting into her illegally parked mini, throws her a bunch of US dollars, and all but kidnaps her. Also, all throughout this bloody ridiculous escape is drum and bass playing constantly. So have you noticed the early noughties, they're annoying as fuck drum and bass fads. Jesus, jinkies. Anyway, while I'm nitpicking this, why was the fire escape padlocked? Why was the ladder taken away from the fire escape? Why is it a rusty piece of crap nailed to the wall and it's hanging off the bloody wall? Also, a bunch of highly trained, hyped up marines couldn't see Bourne climbing down the bloody building or the fucking bright red bag he's carrying with him in the pure white snow a mere feet below them. Nonsense! Anyway... Conkin is told um, by a lackey, Born is in Zurich, so he sends out a team to get him back in. As back to the quote action, 
and cue the Italian job rip-off as Bond drives a mini across town, down steep stairs, all while the cops are useless and crushing at everything in fucking sight. Meanwhile, back in the CIA office, it's buzzing. They have found Born, born even, and cue techno babble, quick cuts, and lingo galore as Conklin and his team kick into hyperdrive and find Born in this blah 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 blah. Cue text messages being sent across Europe to hunt down Jason Bourne, including one to the professor, played by Clive Owen. Now, I've got to see here, during the six and a half hour drive from Paris to Zurich, or Zara Zurich to Paris, because apparently Bourne found one of his many, 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 many passports, he has a French passport and lives somewhere in Paris. Bourne and Marie connect, with Marie noticing she's been talking for six kilometres, well, Bourne hasn't said a word to her. She then asks, who gives out $20,000 in cash to drive to Paris if they aren't going to talk to her? So Bourne tells her he has no memory before two weeks and he is a complete and utter blank slate. Now, back to the CIA. The new CCTV footage and piece together how Bourne escaped. Also then have Maria's uh, car make, license plate, and they now know who the fuck she is. Cue Marie's entire backstory. That she's a loner, a student, the parents have dead, and she lived with her grandmother. She's now a gypsy, moving from country to country to country. She's been doing so for the past 10 or so years. So tracking her will be extremely difficult. They indeed think she's a super spy herself. Hmm. Cut to Paris. And we meet Nicolette, or Nikki, played by Julia Stiles. She's running a background check on Bourne in Paris and all his whereabouts and all his, his um, fakeness of life in Paris. Also prints off a wanted poster for Bourne and Marie. Back to Bourne, somewhere in France at a roadside cafe. Telling Marie he scoped out the cafe and he can give a description of everyone inside. Plus, he had a Zurich bank account with dozens of fake passports, IDs and hundreds of thousands of whatever domination in cash. Also, many, many guns. Who the fuck is he? Now, two things here. She sits here with a completely blank expression on her face and doesn't bat an eye listening to Bourne say all this stuff to her. She just stands, sits there googly-eyed at him. Now, I know that uh, Matt Damon was cute 20 years ago, but still, all the shit he spews up to her, she just sits there completely glassy-eyed, googly-eyed and moony-eyed even at Bourne. Hmm. Also, he could tell her every one's description in this little cafe, and he can uh, tell her the makes and models and all the license plates numbers of the cars outside in the car park, and he can tell her where to find a gun in this place, yet he had to take the escape plan with him as he escapes embassy. Okay then, so much a photographic memory. Anyway. He continues to tell her that he can run flat out for 30 minutes flat at this altitude and lead weather before he has to stop and his arms will shake uncontrollable. He knows where the gun is, as I said earlier, etc, etc. He knows that the, the bloody waitress is left-handed and this and that next thing, yada, yada, yada. Again, she just sits there and takes all this in. Yeah, nope, goodbye, good luck, and no, thank you. Moving on to next morning in Paris, Marie gets them breakfast saying he's been asleep for hours 
Osborne said he hasn't slept for two weeks at her box. He'd be completely insane. So she hits on him. By the way, he's still wearing the same clothes from the fishermen. I mean, you would think he would change these clothes. Also, those clothes must reek to high heaven. It was on a fishing boat. Yeah, they're disgusting. Plus, that jumper looks like absolute shit. Yeah, she's all over him. Get in. Moving on swiftly. She tells him she's single. And he tells her, yes, I'm single. So, blah, blah, blah. Cut to driving to his apartment in Paris. Once inside, he's attacked by an assassin, Zorn, put by Gabriel Mann, who smashes through the fifth floor window, yet kills the landlady on the way in. The fuck? Anyway, Marie is then paid her 20k in cash, which is about 17,675 euros today. She's not done with Born, however, and follows him up to the apartment. Now inside, here's the part you want me to talk about. The fight scene, all close up action, quick cuts, nothing landing, and I'm sorry, 20 years ago this shit was groundbreaking, but today this is just tired and old, this is lazy quick cut fighting. Anyway, inside this apartment it's completely bare bones, little little furniture, only a desk, a chair, a bed and a workout bench, but you bet your bottom dollar she wants his bare bone. <clears throat> also, red flag love, an almost completely empty home. Yeah, run Lola, run! One spawn deals with the assassin, other two run for it. And here's the Italian job ripoff, finally! As Nicolette calls to see it to tell them her assassin Zorn has failed. Born is still on the run. So Born leaves Maria in the car to buy tickets to God knows where. And this stupid bitch doesn't fucking hightail it with the 20 key and cash and I fucking need the car. Which, by the way, a born hasn't ditched yet. You'd think a super spy would know to ditch the fucking bright red mini. Oh my god, known by the fucking police to say, and indeed all the assassins on their ass, but nope, this moron keeps it for fucking days and days and days. Born dumps the bag with all the money and all the passports into a locker, returns to the car, and is stunned. To see that this ditzy bitch Maria and indeed the car is still there. Wow, love, wow. Either you're stupid, desperate for a dick, or indeed a spy yourself. Born tells her to take his passport and a 20 grand in cash and go to the cops to tell them everything. They'll believe her and she'll get away with it scot-free. Yeah, bullshit. The CIA involved, she would be in jail in 45 minutes flat and left to rot. She still wants to be with him. Now she's either dumb, desperate, a spy, or in love. Either way, love, run! You fucking moron. Finally, and I mean this one, finally, cue the mini chase. This should have been cut by about, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, as this is padded and indeed a completely useless bloody well scene. Just cut to the bloody well chase. I don't care about Maria and her thirst for born. I don't want a love story. Just get to the fucking action and cut the fucking shitty drum and bass crap. And note, this chase scene was done by the same guys that did Ronin a few years earlier. Speaking of the chase, cut to born driving the wrong way down a tunnel in Paris. Don't you know high speed chases in Paris down tunnels don't end well? Too much? Finally, after five full minutes of this chase scene, 
Osborne dumps the car in a multi-storey car park and just leaves it there. Later at night, still in Paris, handily, the warlord is here. He's in a more to look a body of God knows who, for God knows why. Cut to Nicolette, or Nicky, calling the CIA to tell them that the warlord was in the morgue and isn't buying their bullshit fake body. So Conklin gets the professional to shoot him before he can spill all. Now, if this book was written, what is stopping his generals from fucking leaking all these information, all the documents they have? I mean, who wrote this? So in some safe house in Paris, Marie is dying and then cutting her hair. She then finally gets Jason Bourne. Yawn! This love story was not needed. Cut, 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 cut. Oh my god. Next morning, she wakes up with her new pixie cut dye job to find Bourne staring at her from across the room. Yeah, I mean, that's not creepy at all, is it? He then tells her he's wiped off all the fingerprints and they must be careful to leave the room as pristine as possible. Yeah, love. Red flag. Run. Cut to the warlord being shot dead by the professor. Q. Bourne sending in Maria... Uh, to the hotel he stayed in three weeks earlier under an alias to get the bill so they can trace where Bourne was and where he was going and all that shit. He then tells her an escape plan, which she does with a glint in her eye. Happily, I must add. Wow, love, that D must have been great because you're a fucking thick sack of shit. Yeah, love, I mean, you have assassins on your ass, rather. A man who has told you time and time again he doesn't know who the fuck he is. He has paid you $20,000 in cash to drive you, rather drive them from Zurich to Paris. He's now made sure you're on a run from the cops, the CIA, and indeed multiple killers. What the fuck, love? How many red flags are you going to ignore? Anyway, Q and Ocean's 11 rip off as Marie walks into the hotel as we hear Damon tell her what exactly what to do. She walks in and she just gets the fucking bill just like that. I mean, the hotel staff go, yeah, fine, you're his assistant. There's a the bill. Boom. Bollocks. So back to the CIA. Abbott is pissed off. Conklin killed the warlord without telling him. He pins it on Bourne, saying the warlord was his last job, which he failed to do two weeks earlier. So he might come back home of his own free will. Now, with the hotel bill in hand, Bourne calls all numbers on it, piecing together the past month or so. Meanwhile, the cops have now found the mini. Nicolette reports this to the CIA as the cops are all over the fucking car. The professor is then tasked to take on Bourne. So Bourne follows a lead to Alliance Security Management and meets with the manager who knows him as John Michael Kane. He tries to sell him a yacht. Okay, I'm completely literally fucking lost. What the fuck does a security management team got to do with selling yachts? I mean, mm. this seems completely pointless and should be cut. Maria then tells Bourne John Michael Caine is long dead. He's in a morgue in Paris. Therefore, he can't be John Michael Caine. Bourne says, nope, he is both Caine and indeed Bourne. But who is he really? Hugh Bourne paying off a morgue attendant to see John Michael Caine's body. The body is long gone. So, while being chased out of the morgue by another morgue attendant, he rips out the sign-in sheet, finding out the warlord visited there 
yesterday. He is also in the security company's information pack for some bloody well reason. Born finds out the warlord is now dead. Then he reads in a paper the warlord told the press three weeks ago he shot an assassin in the back twice and left him for dead in the seas. So Born now knows he's an assassin. He returns to their hostel, finding it crawling with cops. So they're going for a run. Marie finally realizes she's in the shit, so runs for it. Born catches her and tells her she's completely and utterly fucked unless she's with him. Real love, it's taken all this time to figure out you're in danger, love. Who in the fuck wrote this thing? Jesus Christ. Anyway, back to CIA. They're pissed the Paris cops have fucked up their sting. So, come up with a new plan to get Born to come in willingly. Abbott is in Conklin's ass. That Born is a black ops spy is now free in the world and could spill all their dirty little secrets at a drop of a hat. My God, is this fucking plot convoluted. Oh my god, Q, quick cut techno babble talk as the CIA managed to find out where the granny and indeed her, step, her stepbrother lives so they know she's heading there. As Maria is on the phone trying to contact dear old granny, but there's no answer. Cut to born stealing a car, driving Marie to her stepmother's stepbrother's rather farm in the middle of nowhere, France. It's Christmas, who knew? Um, here... The stepbrother and his family are there for the holidays. And here we meet the stepbrother, Eamon, played by Tim Dalton, who is super pissed that Marie has just broke into his bloody farmhouse. Born then plays with the kids as Eamon and Marie reconnect while they're making dinner. Who the fuck wrote this? Cut this crap. They spend the night in the spare bedroom, meanwhile the CIA have found out she's there. So send the professor to deal with them. Later that night, Maria wakes up to find Born watching the kids asleep. Yeah, that's not creepy at all, is it? Oh, Christ. Born then tells her he doesn't want to know who the fuck he is anymore. He wants to just run and hide. He wants to be a good man, not this a super secret assassin. Next morning, they leave. Not before the kids say the dog is missing. So this sends Born into panic mode, telling Eamon to hide in the basement of his kids. As outside, Born finds Professor, shoots him with a double barrel shotgun, and would you know this thing? The world's greatest super assassin's my ass. The sniper runs into the open and is gunned down, and then hands over information before being killed. I mean, he just dies. It's like, the fuck? Who in the hell wrote this thing? Anyway, Professor tells Born about Treadstone, and how he has headaches, something that Born has to deal with constantly too. And then he just dies just like that, I mean, fuck. Eamon rightfully runs with his family and tries to leave Marie behind. So Born hands Marie all his money, hundreds if not thousands of unmarked money. Oh, by the way, how did he get the money, the bag back? He left it in the little place in Paris, in the, lo the locker in Paris, but moving the fuck on. He then tells her to run, change her name, and hide. As in the farmhouse, once Maria has driven off, Born searches the professor's bags, finding a mobile phone, so calls last number dialed. It's to Nicolette, or Nikki, who patches it through to Con uh, Conklin and Albert. Born tells them the professor is long dead. 
Conklin tells him to come in and he'll fix everything, all his little problems, once and for all. Bond tells him that Maria is dead. He tells him that he, Conklin that is, must meet him at 5.30pm in Paris, alone on some bridge in Paris. Time to finish this thing once and for all. So cut to uh, Conklin boarding a private jet to Paris. In Paris, Bourne watches from a high as Conklin's men lie in wait. Bourne calls him to tell him the deal is off as he can smell the trap a mile away. He's now in the wind. Conklin then calls Nicky to wipe all the data banks and call another assassin. Cue flash cuts of her doing so. Meanwhile, Bourne follows Conklin's truck. Cue Conklin shredding documents as Nicky is on the phone closing up shop. Bourne distracts the team outside by setting off all the car arms in the Bellywell Street and then breaks into the safe house, kills the power and phones, etc. etc. Then holds Conklin at gunpoint and demands answer. Here Conklin spews out all that Bourne is a US a super secret experimental spy and indeed is US property. A world class assassin and indeed a world class spy. He then Turns the tables on Bourne, asking why he didn't kill the warlord in Marseille. Cue flashbacks of Bourne getting an order to kill the warlord, but then stops because he says kids with him. So he leaves and is shot in the back and left for dead in the Marseille seas. Now, why would a warlord have his wife and kids on board with him while he's doing sh- shitty deals? Utter bullshit also lazy fucking writing also the one scene of born looking over the kids is supposed to mean he's a kind-hearted person bullshit he's supposed to be a fucking brainwashed super spy who the fuck wrote this crap oh my god born tells conklin he quits conklin says he can't do that as he's a government experimental property so born throws him around and tells him jason born died weeks ago he's out he's free if they come a-looking, he'll blow all their dirty little secrets wide open. He knocks out Conklin, takes out his team, and runs into the night. Not before doing a ridiculous stunt of jumping from the ninth floor of this fucking safe house and using a dead agent's body to break his fall onto solid marble flooring. Utter fucking bullshit. And it gets worse. He dead-eye shoots the Fucking guy ranked the staircase, dead between the eyes, as he's free-falling. Utter nonsense, and dear God, did this CGI slash green screen look like shit. Anyway, Conklin comes to, and just walks off into the night, as the assassin awaits born outside. Nope, the assassin is for Conklin, and he shoots him several times. Back to the CIA. Abbott watches as Conklin dies. He then empties the buildings and abandons all, all the equipment, everything. As a few days later in Washington, D.C., Abbott covers his ass, blaming Conklin on Treadstone, and he washes his hands clean. He then sells him on a new black op, Black Briar, a multi-agency black ops, which is about, I don't know, um, information and how it is, and it just cuts as he's in the mid speech. Months, if not a few years later, Bourne tracks down Marie in Greece, in Nikonos, I think it is, where she's running a scooter hire shop and indeed a small cafe. 
the two kiss as credits finally roll. So that was the Born ID. God, this didn't age well. 20 years ago, this was the shit. But nowadays, it's just the shits. About 20 to 30, sorry, about 25 to 35 minutes too long. With far too many boring nothing scenes. The action is quick cuts, blah. The love story is unfucking needed. Look, there's a reason why Bourne lasted 60 years and I've run out of steam after only four movies. Well, five, you count the shitty fucking Hawkeye one, but eh, who does that one? Bond is the spy genre. This was just a flash in the pan, which was copied to death, much like the bloody Matrix. Oh my god, more Matrix slow-mo shite over the next 20 years. Oh god, or five years. Oh god, it was all. Anyway, this is boring, this is dull, and the ridiculous plot points are just that utterly fucking ridiculous. I'm going to give this thing a generous 3 out of 10. Still come back next week as I look at Bomb Supremacy. Let's bloody well hope so. Then, the rest of the month, I look at the rest of Damon's Born movies. Now, don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's a Pod. Check out my other action podcasts such as Iron Man, Resident Evil, Captain America and many, many, many more. A bye and Happy New Year.